The views, information, or opinions expressed in the Cult for the Culture podcast are solely those of the individuals involved. The content presented is not a substitute for seeking or seeing a licensed mental health professional. Know what's up next, know what's up next. Healthy pleasure with it, Cult for the Culture. Better tune in, better tune in. Big sis, get him, big sis, get him. Cult for the Culture, Cult for the Culture, Cult. Welcome back to the Cope for the Culture podcast, y'all. We back at it with episode one. And when I say I'm excited, y'all, I'm excited. Okay. I am excited. I hope I'm not yelling. <laughs> In my heart, I feel like I'm yelling. So I'm going to try to scale it back a little bit, just a little bit. So it's not too much. But, 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 but. We're going to get into it today with episode one, mental health, trending topic or the real deal. I'm just going to let that one marinate for a minute. And I know y'all like trending topic. Yes. Trending topic or is it the real deal, y'all? How are we viewing mental health right now? How are we? Think about it. I really want y'all to think about that because if you took the time to think about it, a lot of the, the conversation around mental health right now is very commercialized. It is. It's all over social media. I'm not going to say all, but I'm going to say some. Some of it's commercialized. Some of it's real, you know, real life experience. And they're just trying to do the best they can to use their knowledge and use their experience to spread awareness. And that I respect and that I appreciate. But then I think, you know, others, not so much. And I'm not saying just in the celebrity world, but I'm just saying overall, you know, we have a lot of, and this is probably going to ruffle some feathers, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I told you I'm not holding anything back up here. We have a lot of self-proclaimed <laughs> gurus and healers and therapists, okay, that are, that are talking about the subject of mental health, that are raising awareness. And I'll put quote unquote there. And I'm not saying that I have all the answers. Let's not be confused. I'm not saying that. Am I trained in this? Yes. Do I know, you know, what goes on with that? Yes. I don't want mental health to be a, a trending topic, y'all. I don't want it to be the conversation of the week. And the next week we're talking about something else because the reality is we're not going to survive that way. We're not. You know, there's so many layers when we're talking about mental health. And, and I know when we identify it as mental health, that makes people feel a little weird. And I say a little weird because, and I won't say all people, but a lot of people, just because this is the way that society has made it, when you say mental health, you associate that with being crazy. You do. And, and I'm going to tell you why you associate it with being crazy is because if you look in the news, as depressing as it is, y'all, I don't even like to watch the news. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I do not like to watch the news. And I don't like to watch it, one, because there's just so much false information out there, number one. Number two, just the way that mental health is portrayed and displayed in the media is just, it baffles me, y'all. I feel like I have been led astray. Oh, yeah, y'all feel me? I'm, I'm getting worked up around this, but I'm, I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to rail it in. I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do the whole podcast in five minutes. I promise. Let me, I'm going to chill for a second. I'm going to chill. But for real, mental health, trending topic or the real deal. So let's, let's talk about it. Let, let's get into this. 
So when I when I was talking about the news and I'm actually trying to remember outside of when I decided that I wanted to to get into the field and to be a therapist, I'm trying to decide the moment that I pinpointed that mental health was important. And you know, before today, before I started talking about this, before I hit record on the podcast, I don't think I've honestly ever thought about like when did it become important? When did I realize? Because I think the biggest thing about mental health is we like knowledge. We like knowledge in the sense of what it means, you know, how it affects our bodies, how it manifests, what it looks like, what it looks like in me versus what it looks like in other people. Like there's just so many layers to it. But I honestly can't pinpoint when I was like, yep, mental health is important. And, and that's just being real with y'all. And I'm going to tell you why I think I never thought about it. I think I never thought about it because. It wasn't really something that I heard a lot about growing up. And that's just being real. I don't know about other black households or other, you know, minority households, whether you're Puerto Rican, whether you're Mexican, whether you're from the Virgin Islands, whether you're from Jamaica, whatever the case may be, whatever, you know, I don't know that it was something that we touched on. And that's just being 110% real. It wasn't. And I think because it wasn't, we weren't talking about it because you can't talk about what you don't know. And that's just that's just putting it plain and simple. You can't talk about something you don't know. So I'm really sitting here wondering, you know, if I didn't have the training that I did, if I didn't go to school, if I didn't have lived experience as far as working with people who struggle with mental health, what that would look like for me. And I'm thinking about it from that lens because I know that's majority of the world. Majority of us are not therapists. Majority of us do not have training. Majority of us are just out here living life and trying to figure it out because we all know that adulting is hard. And I don't say that to like be funny. I know I'm laughing, but I'm just saying like life comes with a lot. And if you aren't prepared, life will take you out. It will. It will really take you out. You know, I can really just take a step back and see for some people you know, why it was never a topic to begin with in the first place, why it was never thought of and why probably it's a trending topic. You know, right now, the the big thing is self-care, take care of yourself. And I'm on that train too, but I'm on that train for a different reason. I've spent the time, and this is just a a little self-disclosure about myself. I have struggled with my own mental health. I've had moments where I've been low. I have moments where I'm crying for no reason. I've had moments where my thoughts are just erratic and I I can't figure out a way to control it. And I'm like, what what is this? Why do I feel this way? I don't understand. I, I feel crazy. Even me as a therapist sometimes. And this just goes into like how society has, I don't want to say brain condition. That's the word I'll use. I won't use brainwash. I'll use condition. Society has conditioned our minds to view mental health as crazy. Think about when people get in trouble for crimes. Think about all of these people who have done the mass shootings or mass murder. It's just like the first thing you hear is, oh, they had a hard life. They had a hard upbringing or they went through this. And I'll be the first person to say as a trauma therapist, I'm not taking away from that. I'm not taking away from that. I'm not saying that in some aspect didn't play into the person they became and, and, and what happened. What, what I will say is it shouldn't be an excuse. It shouldn't be how society decides to teach us about mental health because 
if that's the view that we have of mental health, if that's what we turn on the TV and say, oh, if you're struggling with mental health, this means you're crazy. If you're struggling with mental health, it means one day because your life was hard, you're going to wake up and shoot a group of people. Of course, you're going to be like, no, nope. <laughs> no, thank you. OK, mental health, whatever, whatever. I'm not doing that. You know, and, and the reality is we can't ignore our mental health and mental health. Simply put, just means the wellness of our mind. We have the wellness of our body. We also have the wellness of our mind. It's important, man. The brain is the strongest muscle we have on our body. It really is. It'll, it'll, it'll make you think things that you don't want to think sometimes. It'll, the mind will take you over. It will. But back to, you know, the trending topic, I just, it really makes me upset. And y'all probably are going to hear me stutter a lot through this. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there from the beginning. And the reason why I'm stuttering is because, y'all, I'm so passionate about this. I really am. Like when I when I say making sure that we as a people have what we need to get to where we need to be, to be whole, to be full, to have peace, to have happiness, to have love, to just be who we are and that be OK, y'all. When I, when I say that's like my life's mission, that's in my heart, it's in my heart. So sometimes I may stutter through this because my thoughts are running faster than they're coming out of my mouth. And, I, and I'm, I'm trying to get everything out at the same time. I am. And I'm, I'm going to get to it, I promise. But I just say all that to say, y'all bear with me because I promise, y'all, within this segment, yeah, we're talking about mental health trending topic of the real deal. But as far as I'm concerned, it's not going to be a trending topic on the cult for the culture podcast. It's not. It's going to be the real deal. So you're going to hear me talk about it in the sense you're going to hear me get passionate. You may even hear me cry sometimes, y'all. Yeah, y'all may hear me drop a tear or two. I'm gonna try not to, but y'all may hear it. It really baffles me where we are in society right now. And we have definitely painted the picture of what mental health is today. I don't think for the longest we've taken it seriously. When it comes to mental health for most people, I realize and I recognize that it's it's a hard thing to come to terms with. And I say that because I know and I've lived it and I understand and I've had the people around me live it and I've had clients sit in front of me and live it. And I realize that it can be a hard thing to admit, you know, when it comes to prioritizing your mental health. And really getting into it and making it the real deal and not just it being a trending topic for the week. It takes a lot of self-awareness and self-awareness is hard. Self-awareness is a hard thing because it requires you to sit with yourself. And we know in society right now, sitting still ain't the thing. Sitting still is not the thing. And especially in the black community, you know, we moving and shaking and I'm not taking that from nobody. And I'm an entrepreneur myself and I have goals and I have all this stuff. And, and I know that we're just trying to create something for ourselves and create an avenue where we can get the same respect. I know that's what we're doing, but sometimes because we're so busy, because we're running, because we're trying to do this, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I got this goals. I'm moving in silence. Nobody knows what I'm doing. Yada, yada. Because we're doing all of that, we're not sitting still. We're not taking the time to say, hey, man, today was rough. And today was rough because of this. Not an outside source, but an inside source. How many times do you talk about your day? And, well, how was your day? My day was rough because 
somebody at work was getting on my nerves or my day was rough because I got a flat tire. My day was rough because they didn't give me my check when they were supposed to. That's all outside, right? We're not saying today was rough because I had a panic attack at work and I couldn't get it together. Today was rough because I'm grieving, but I still got to work and I still have to provide for my family. Today was rough because I'm a mom of five and I'm doing it all by myself. And most days I feel like I can't even get out of bed, but I have to. And that was rough for me. Like those aren't the things that we're saying. We're not we're not saying it from that sense. We're we're outsourcing everything and we're, we're, we're not sitting and recognizing and saying, this is what's bothering me. This, this is what's bothering me. And this is why it's bothering me. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. And I'll tell y'all, I will tell y'all this. I get it. We as a community, one, we don't want people in our business. We don't want to seem weak. We don't want to seem weak. We as a people, we're strong. We are very strong as a people. And I, I, I will not take that away from us. I will not. And we're strong as a people because of where we started in this world and what we've had to do up until this point and even are still doing to get the recognition that we deserve to be treated as people, to be seen as equal. I get it. But at the same time, y'all, we can't be strong for the rest of our life. And I say that I know that's like, oh, that. Oh, what do you mean we can't be strong? I'm strong. I'm a strong black woman. I'm a strong black man. I'm a strong, you know, Latino man. I'm a strong Latina woman. I'm. A, I get it, y'all. I'm not. I'm not saying that you can't be strong, but I'm saying being strong ain't gonna cut it. It's more than that. You have to sit in your truth, and we and we have to learn as a society sit in our truth and be more self aware. Otherwise, it's not gonna go away. The problems aren't gonna disappear. They're not. They are not, they are not going to disappear. I promise. And, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy that it's out there. Okay. I'm happy that a platform is starting. I'm happy that we're talking more about it. I'm happy that the world is aware in some sense. Super happy about that. But at the same time, I want to know how long it's going to last. Like, how long are we going to actually talk about it? How long is it going to be out there? Like, Charlemagne, he wrote a book. Okay, he's using his platform to raise awareness. He's talking about his lived experience. He's making it normalized for black men because, ooh, black men, my black men, I love y'all. I do. I love y'all. But I know a lot of times y'all struggle with mental health the most. And I'll say y'all struggle with it because society in general has put you in a situation where you can't show emotion. You having a bad day. So what? Keep it moving, brother. Keep it pushing. You got this to do. You got that to do. You ain't got time to sit in feelings and say what's bothering you. So I get it. But I'm happy that Charlemagne is out there and and he's talking about it and he's normalizing it. And he's using his platform to talk about it. But even then, I'm like, is that going to last forever? Next year, is Charlemagne still going to be talking about this? I mean, even months down the line, is he still going to be talking about this? You know, when I got into this work, when I decided that I was going to be an advocate, when I decided that I was going to raise awareness, I made it up in my mind and I made it up with God that this is a lifetime commitment. This is something that I'm charging myself to do for the rest of my life. And I'm okay with that. I don't want us to be a trending topic. I don't want mental health just to be a hashtag. I don't want us just to post stuff for the sake of posting it because everybody else is posting it. I want us to post stuff because we're all struggling in some sense some shape, some form. And we want other people to know that. And we want to help other people. 
that's what I want it to be. I want it to be so you can help yourself. It's hard, y'all. What is it going to take for it to be the real deal versus a trending topic? When are we going to get real about it? When are we going to stop being so worried about people being in our business and being more open to saying, I'm struggling? I'm struggling. I don't know what else to do. Most days when I wake up, I don't want to get out of bed. When is that going to be the conversation? And and um, now, Tiana, how are we going to do this? How? You spitting all this stuff to us. You you giving us all this information. You telling us what we're not going to do. How are we going to do it? Okay, I'm with y'all. How are we going to do it? And I think it's going to take a lot of different things. I don't know if you guys are receiving it this way, but you know, me just sitting in my truth and me hearing the way that I'm talking about it, I realize that when I say trending topic, that that may be perceived negatively. And I get that. And I can see that for myself too. But I don't want y'all to feel like what I'm saying is it's a bad thing that it's a trending topic. I'm not mad that it's a trending topic. I'm happy that it's out there. I am. But what I am saying is I don't want this to be the most that we do about it. I don't want us just to post pictures. I don't want us to just talk about it in the news, talk about it in the media. I don't want it to just be celebrities. I want it to be real people. I want it to be us. What is it going to take for us to sit and decide and talk and be okay with it? And I'll I'll tell y'all how I think we should start. Okay. First and foremost, everything we do, we have to start with self. You can't do it for the world if you haven't at least stopped to do it for yourself. And I know that that's a hard thing to do. And I'm a helper by nature. Even outside of me being a therapist, I'm a helper. It's just who I am. I've always been that way. I care deeply about people. I care about people's lives and what that means for them and their desires and their wants and their needs. I care about that. And I can feel people's energy and I get it. But even for me to be a therapist, I had to do my own therapy because who am I to sit on this side of the couch and talk to you when I haven't even took the time to start looking into myself? And it's a hard thing to do. I'll be the first one to admit that it's hard to recognize that some of the things you have been doing aren't helpful, to recognize that some of the things that you have been doing are toxic, to recognize that you've been carrying around trauma for years and avoiding it. That's a hard thing to do because once you realize it, guess what? Then you got to do something about it. You got to do something about it. You can't just say, oh, this is what it is and not do something about it. Come on, y'all. I get it. It's hard. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do. But I think if we start with self, it'll give you the opportunity to see. It'll give you the opportunity to sit in your truth. It'll give you the opportunity to one day be able to identify and help somebody else because you understand what it took, you know? And that's kind of where I am. My journey didn't stop because I became a therapist. I'm still growing. I'm still dealing with my own things. I'm still, you know, working on (laughs) how to manage and deal with anxiety. Because when I tell y'all anxiety is a sneaky little devil, it's a sneaky little devil, y'all. Even with starting this podcast, even when I was given the opportunity, you know, the first thing my mind decided to think, I was happy, but here goes anxiety for you. Oh, they gave you a podcast? Great. But what you going to talk about? Are people going to want to listen to you? How you going to do this? Like, these are the things. So I get it. I struggle with anxiety. I do. And as I've gotten older and become more self-aware, I realize that it's something that I've dealt with for a long time. I just didn't know how to label it. I didn't. And now I do. And I'm doing something about it. 
So that's definitely the first step, I think, is to become aware. Yeah, definitely, definitely got to be aware. We have to. Awareness is key. Awareness is the tool. Awareness is the way to the next, the next level. I think once we become self-aware, and I'm not saying that you have to be fully self-aware because self-awareness is an ever-growing, ever-changing type of journey. It is. It's not just something that you wake up and I'm self-aware and this is it. You have to continuously be self-aware. But outside of self-awareness, I think the other thing is we have to be open to talking about it. Because the reality is, yeah, you're self-aware, but you're not the only one that's dealing with it. We have to be willing to have conversations with other people to normalize it. And within normalizing and talking about it, we have to change the narrative, y'all. I want us to stop associating mental health with being crazy. I want us to stop. And I'm guilty too, because I'll be the first person sometimes and I hate it. And 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 with me becoming more self-aware, I catch myself, but still, sometimes I can find myself saying, oh, I feel crazy. This is crazy. And I hate it. I hate saying that because that's been the narrative for so long with mental health. So now that's what we associate it with. No wonder nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to seem crazy and nobody wants to seem crazy because we as a society are super judgy. We are super judgy. Just think about social media and posts or uh, pages like the Shade Room or Ulala's blog or, you know, any of the uh, gossip sites. You read those comments? Ooh, social media give people liquid courage. Okay. Give people a platform to say whatever they want to say. And I'm not going to get too, too deep into that because that's another topic for another day. But social media and just the the way of the world and the permission we've given ourselves to talk on everybody's situation and, and to be judge and jury and to be almighty and to be on our pedestals and looking down on other people. People don't trust people like that. People don't want to talk or express themselves to people that they feel like are going to judge them. So yes, we have to have the conversation, but within our self-awareness, we have to be more aware of how understanding we are being to other people. Are we being compassionate? Are we being compassionate? Yes or no? Are we really taking the time to hear people out? Are we listening to understand? Or are we listening to respond? Are we listening to judge? Are we listening to defend our point? Communication is key, y'all. And yes, communication goes into mental health. Okay. How would you feel? And I'm sure some of you have lived experience. Even I have lived experience of telling somebody something and then automatically off gate feeling judged. Like, man, I should have never even said anything to them. I'm already judging myself. The last thing I need is to tell somebody else. And now they're judging me too. I don't need that. I don't need them. I'll deal with it by myself. Boom. Now we have avoidance and avoidance. Y'all, when I say avoidance will make your mental health a thousand times worse, it will. But people avoid talking about it because they don't feel comfortable. They don't feel like they have people who understand. They don't feel like they're in a position to talk to people and feel heard. People just want to feel heard, y'all. Even if you can't validate their experience, you can validate how they feel, even if you don't understand it. I think sometimes we think that if we hear people out and we don't correct them or, or give them insight, that we're validating sometimes negative feelings, validating irrational thoughts. We're validating acts that people are doing, but that's not what you're doing. All you're doing it's giving them a person who cares, y'all. And we it's not our job to fix everyone. It's not our job to give our friends and families 
the solution all the time. Sometimes it really is just to listen. That's all we want sometimes. I know at least for me, me, Tiana, Tiana Renee, me. Let me tell y'all. And I've gotten better at it. I've gotten better at saying to people, I'm not looking for a solution. I'm just upset. And this is why I'm upset. And I need somebody to hear me. Or I just need a hug. Or I just, you know, I'm going to say this so I can get it out of my head. But I don't want, you know, to delve into it. I've gotten better at that. But everybody, you know, hasn't learned that skill. And that goes back to in the beginning when I was talking about it. This isn't something that for most families we talked about. You know, if we're thinking about it, a lot of us, and I'm not saying all, but a lot of us came from single homes, single parent homes, whether that's mother or father, where our parents' main goal was to make sure that we were provided for, to make sure that we had food and we had shelter. So sometimes that meant conversations around mental health or conversations around feelings or conversations just in general about how we are affected weren't always the forefront. And I think with that, I've decided, at least for my family, and that's not to say that anything was done wrong. I think I was raised very well, but I also know that sometimes, and of course, this is also another topic for another day, but I think sometimes generationally, especially within our community, things are passed down and we take those things for gold. And sometimes they aren't right. And that affects the way that, you know, we operate in the world. It affects the adults that we become. It affects the way that we see other people. It affects the way that we perceive how things are done to us. It does. I say all that to say we really have to change the narrative. We have to. We have to go from trending topic to the real deal. We got to get into it. No filter. No cap. I want when it comes to mental health, I want all the smoke. I want all of it. Give me all the smoke. Okay. let's talk about it. Let's be real. It warms my heart. The events that I have geared towards whether it's a panel event, whether it's an event where, you know, I'm having a self-care workshop whether it's a vision board party, whatever, it warms my heart when people are real about their situation. When people get the courage to say, this is what I'm dealing with. This is how it's affecting me. I don't know what to do. That warms my heart, y'all. Nothing makes me more excited because it's like, boom, here's my opportunity. Here's my opportunity to give them a person who cares, number one. Number one, here's my opportunity to give them someone who cares. And two, here's their opportunity to try to talk about it and feel heard and received. Think about it, y'all. If you came out about some of your darkest secrets, some of the things that you've been dealing with, some of the things that you've been trying to manage on your own, and you go to talk to somebody about it and they don't give you an ounce of judgment, they just look at you and say, man, that sounds like it's something really hard. It sounds like there's something that is a struggle for you. And I just applaud you for dealing with that. I applaud you for being open enough to trust me to share. You know how different that would be, y'all? We got to figure it out. We do. Okay. Shout out to the celebrities, you know, shout out to Charlemagne, shout out to Jada Pinkett Smith, shout out to Demi Lovato. Who are some other people? There are quite a few people that their names are escaping me right now, but there are a lot of people who come out and been open about it. But then sometimes there are people who aren't as open or they are, but then the narrative switches. Because the other thing too about mental health being a trending topic is a lot of the times when we start talking about it, it's after something has happened. I want us to be proactive, not reactive. I don't want us to talk about mental health because somebody's committed suicide. We need to be talking about it way before then because when somebody's committed suicide, it's too late. There's nothing else you can do for them. But imagine if we got on it beforehand. Imagine if we were able to do that, if we were able to give people the help they need, 
Then here's another celebrity, Michael B. Jordan. I was reading about him from, you know, being in Black Panther and having to seek therapy after that because he had to tap into a role that was outside of his normal persona. And it affected him. It's real, y'all. You think about Heath Ledger. He played the Joker. And after that, he couldn't shake it. But if we can change the narrative for people, if we can give people a platform, if we can give people an opportunity to just talk and not feel judged, I cannot stress that enough. I cannot. So I challenge y'all that are listening today, let it start with you. Be the person in your family or your friend group who starts to normalize mental health. It literally takes one person. If everybody listening today started changing the narrative within their friend group, within their family, within their work group, if you started the conversation, then it, it, it goes on from there. But literally, it takes a conversation. And I want it to be a proactive conversation. I don't want us to talk about things after the fact. It breaks my heart that there are so many souls I feel like we could have saved. So many souls that we could have given them the opportunity to not have to carry the weight of what they're carrying. But we failed them. We did. And, the, and that breaks my heart that these people probably wanted help more than we know and didn't know how to do it. It's real, y'all. Which brings me to some questions that I got beforehand that I just want to touch on and answer because I felt like they were good, really good, and something that we definitely should talk about. First question being, how do I get to the old me? I allow these questions to be anonymous because I realize for some people it's hard to come out and talk about certain things or to admit that they're struggling. So for the sake of them today, I'm going to keep it anonymous. But that's a really good question because I think a lot of us struggle with once we start dealing with things like anxiety and depression and <laughs> for those of us who just have you know, PTSD or trauma or adjustment disorder or have, you know, certain phobias. How do we deal with that? How do we get back to ourselves? And I think that goes back to what I said earlier, being self-aware. I, I think, you know, the good thing is that you've already started the journey to self-awareness because you realize that there was something to get back to. You realize that you are missing certain pieces of yourself and you miss that. And that's honestly the first step is to just recognize that something has changed. And because something has changed, you want something more. So I would definitely say start taking mental inventory of the things that you feel like have changed and trying to get deep into that about why it's changed. And I think a really good thing for this, and I'm going to plug this all the time because I know it works. I'm doing it. But therapy, therapy is the perfect opportunity. When I talk about being heard and being understood and not feeling judged, therapy is the perfect place to do it because you're sitting in front of somebody who doesn't know anything about you. They're unbiased. They can't say, well, you did this and how dare you decide to change. They can't tell that. They can't. They just dare to help you. That's your person. So I would definitely say do some self-reflection and try therapy and see how that works for you. I think that's amazing, an amazing start. And I hope that answers your question. I really do. And I, I get it. I, I know how it feels to wake up one day and not recognize yourself and trying to figure out how did I become this person? And a lot of the times the experiences we have, the interaction we have with people, it changes us. It changes our worldview. It changes our perspective. It changes how we interact with other people. It changes how we trust people. And that's real. And sometimes that'll harden your heart. Sometimes that'll make you angry. Sometimes that'll make you be on the defense off rip. I get it. So I applaud you for even submitting the question. I, I, I applaud you for or wanting to get back to yourself and recognizing that you are dealing with some things that you don't like. I get it. 
and I applaud you and I'm proud of you. And I hope you know that you're amazing. I really do. So next question. How do you deal with feeling alone, but being around people? Y'all, y'all, this, ooh, I know that there are probably some people who are listening today that that's your struggle. That is your struggle. And I feel like my answer is going to be twofold because on one hand, I'm wondering if you feel alone around certain people or around people because they aren't the people for you. I'm a big person. I'm a big advocate. I told you I'm an advocate, but this is one of the things that I'm really passionate about is the people around you, the company you keep. Are they investing in you? Do they care about you? Or are they just around you for what they can get out of you? Are they negative? Are they like, what kind of energy do they bring? Because I'll I'll tell you, if you feel like someone's negative to you all the time, if you feel like you say something and their automatic response is just this dark answer, like, oh my goodness, what's wrong? Like, if that's how you feel, then on that perspective, I think definitely reevaluating the people you're around because... We want to be around people who care about us, who love us, who understand us, who are compassionate. You know, that's what we want. That is what we want. So that's how I want to answer it from that perspective. But the other perspective is, you know, I wonder if and and I can't diagnose you and I'm not trying to. But I know sometimes a symptom of depression can be, you know, refraining from doing things that you once had interest in or not wanting to be around people or wanting to isolate and I'm not saying that you are depressed, but I, I, I will say that I think it's helpful to kind of get to the source of why you feel alone around other people. What has been your experience? Who are the people that you're around? How do you feel about the people that you're around? You know, what is your mindset with everything else? Are you enjoying life right now? Are you enjoying doing things? Are you feeling like you're isolated? Do you constantly feel alone? And if you do, go back to kind of how I answered the first question is definitely Therapy works. It does work. It, it heals. It changes lives. You just have to be open to it and you have to be open to the process and recognize that it is a process. And some days it's not going to feel great. And other days it's going to feel amazing, but it works. And not even just therapy. Get you people who care about you because I'm a strong believer in, yes, you can get therapy, but yes, you should also have people around you who are willing to invest in you and who are interested in what you have to offer and who you are. I definitely think that's it. So I applaud you for asking that question and and I and I send my my energy and my love to you because I realize that can be a hard thing to do. The world is hard enough and if you feel like you have to do it alone that makes it even harder, you know? Life can be a shaky thing, but it's okay because we're talking about it y'all and we're moving from trending topic to the real deal. These questions are real and we're getting into it. Last question before we close out. Can you Truly recover from years of chronic depression. One, within the community, within our community, I think, and you heard me spit out these diagnosis, diagnoses earlier, but I think as a community, we struggle with anxiety, we struggle with depression, and we struggle with PTSD. And based off professional experience and what I've seen in the field and the research and what I've learned and what I know, and what I've seen in other people, I think that you can recover from depression. I think you have to be intentional about it. I think you have to prioritize your needs. I think you have to prioritize therapy. I think you have to invest in a lifestyle that is conducive to you healing and feeling better, changing your environment. And that's not to say that, you know, depression won't ever come back, but I definitely think that we can cope with anything. Okay, cope for the culture, y'all. You can cope with anything. You just have to figure out the way to do it. And that's the hardest part. 
is how do you cope? And that goes back to sometimes I think we lack the knowledge. It's not something that we talk about. It's not something that we sit down at dinner and say, hey, I'm depressed. We don't do that. The environment hasn't been created for us to be that way. That's not the way that society has painted the picture. That's not our narrative. But it can be. We can change it. A part of recovery is understanding. A part of recovery is seeking help. A part of recovery is self-awareness. A part of recovery is being able to cope. So I'm going to say, yes, I do think that you can recover. It's an ongoing process. Just like anything else in life, you have to be proactive about it. I definitely do. But those are all the questions that I have for today, y'all. Ooh, I feel like today's episode probably felt like a lot. You know, I, I have mixed emotions. I think it was amazing. I think it was hard to talk about. I think it, it broke my heart. I think it was sad. I think I was excited. I think I was happy. You know, there's so many emotions that I experienced within this one episode, but that just paints the picture and shows you the parallel process of how it is for us every day. Okay, y'all, if we're going to move from trending topic to the real deal, we got to get into it. We got to talk about it, even when it doesn't feel good, even when it makes us feel uncomfortable, even when we feel like, Ugh, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to tell people this or, oh my goodness, I have to talk about it. even that. Talk about it. Be about it. Do it. When it comes to mental health, tell everybody you want all the smoke. You want to talk about it. You want to be real about it. Okay. We got to change the narrative one person at a time. And like I said earlier, I challenge you for the people that are listening, be the person in your circle that changes the narrative. Be the person who gives other people the opportunity to express themselves, to feel understood. Show people compassion. Okay. Refrain from judgment. Allow people to know that there are people out here who care. People out here who aren't going to make them feel crazy. People out here who aren't going to call them crazy. Be that person. Start looking within yourself. Practice self-awareness. Practice what you preach. You know, I'm a huge believer. I, I talk about self-care all the time. I talk about mental health. But how can I talk about it if I'm not working on it myself? I told you I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy. I'm, I'm doing the work that I need to do for me so that I can also do the work that I know that God has given me to do. I have a mission. Okay. I have something that I'm supposed to be doing and I can't do that if I don't in turn take the time to practice what I'm preaching. And I'm not a preacher, y'all. I'm nobody's pastor. I'm nobody's first lady. None of that. Let's not be confused, but okay. But what I am is transparent. I'm transparent and I'm real. I told you I don't sugarcoat. I'm not, I'm not a censor person. I'm going to tell it how it is. And the reality is I can't stand here on this podcast and talk with y'all and give y'all all this information and tell y'all, oh, you need to do this and we got to do this and we got to change the narrative if I'm not changing the narrative myself. I'm going to therapy. I'm having conversations with the people around me. I'm asking people permission and whether or not they can carry the load I'm trying to drop on them that day. I'm checking in on people. I'm telling people to get sleep. Like I'm doing all these things. I'm making sure I get sleep. I'm making sure that I practice self-care every day or if not every day, you know, multiple times a week. I published a self-care planner that is geared towards planning out self-care on a weekly, monthly, and yearly basis. Okay. Within the within the planner, you of course have a, a monthly calendar. It also gives you the opportunity to assess what your self-care needs are. It gives you the opportunity to write out your plans for the week. It gives you an opportunity to plan out how you're going to invest in your self-care within different categories. It um, talks about how to have a goal for yourself for the month. Each month has their own topic. January was compassion. February was self-love, just to give you guys some examples. 
don't want to give y'all all of it. You know, get the plan and look in it for yourself. <laughs> but, you know, it's a really good tool and I use it every day. I use it. I use it weekly and daily for myself because it's important to prioritize your self-care. It's important to to set aside time for yourself. We get so wrapped up in all the things that we have to do, all the people that we have to please, all the people that we're responsible for, all of the expectations we have that we feel like we don't have time to do anything else. But you always have time for yourself. You just have to make it. You have to be intentional. You have to be intentional about self-care. You have to be aware of the things that work for you versus the things that don't. You have to be aware of the people who feed your spirit or the people who drain you. You have to be aware of the vi- in the environments that are conducive to you and the environments that are harmful. All of these things go into self-care. There is not one quick fix for everybody. Nobody has the same self-care plan. All of us need something different to feel better. We all do. But that self-awareness is key. We really have to look within ourselves and start to recognize what we need and how that works for us and how that makes us feel and what makes us happy. Okay, we can't put together a plan and not be aware of those things. Those things are important and we have to do something about it and we have to be intentional and we have to be realistic about the expectations that we put on ourselves. We have to be realistic about that, y'all. We have control over our mental health. We have control over how we take care of ourselves. We have control over how we prioritize ourselves and that's how we change the narrative. Start with self, then help somebody else. That's how we change the narrative. And I'm a firm believer in that. That's something I've done within my circle, within my family. Be the example for people. And that may be burdensome, right? That's the word. We're going to go with it. Or it's just in Tiana Renee's dictionary, either way. But it can feel that way to some people. And I get it. I get it. And if you feel like it's too much, that's okay too. But try. That's That's all I can charge you to do is try. You never know until you do it. So that's how I'm going to end today, y'all. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Like I said, and I will probably always say, y'all, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to have the opportunity. I'm so thankful to be in a position where I have grown enough to be able to help other people because I've struggled too. I told y'all I've had my dark moments. I had moments where I didn't, I didn't understand. I had moments where I'm crying for no reason. I had moments where my thoughts were erratic. I had moments where I felt irrational. I've had those moments. And that's not to say that I don't still have them sometimes, but I'm getting a better grasp on them. And I'm more self-aware and I recognize the things that aren't helpful for me versus what are. I definitely have gotten to that point and I want the same for you guys. And I hope that as we continue the season with Cult for the Culture, as we get more people on the, you know, on with me, because we're going to have people and we're going to talk and we're going to be real about this and we're going to have different topics and we're going to get into it. And I'm excited. Y'all won't just hear me talk all the time. I promise it's going to be people up here. We're going we gonna to talk about it. We're going to get real, straight facts, all of that, okay? No alternative facts on this podcast. It's all real. <laughs> That's my little plug. But anyway, y'all, I'm going to head out. Thank y'all for tuning in. And I look forward to our next topic, our next episode, our next conversation. If you ever have questions, definitely, definitely send them to me. I would love to answer them live on the podcast. Um, I think that's how we we get different conversations started. I think that's how we build a new perspective is allowing people to share their experience and I'm all for it. So y'all have an amazing day. Cope for the culture, y'all. Let's make mental health the real deal and not a trending topic. And that's all I'm gonna say. Bye, y'all.
For more information about the show, events, or if you have any questions, you can find us on Instagram at Healthy Pleasures Inc. and visit us at www.healthypleasuresinc.org. Code for the Culture is a production of the Minority Trailblazer Network. Check out more shows, events, and merchandise at MinorityTrailblazer.com.